Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast, where we explore the realms of faith, mental performance, and personal testimonies through conversations with high-level performers. Join us as we extract valuable insights from their experiences to supercharge your pursuit of peak performance. This is the Bullish Drive Podcast. What's up, fam, and welcome back to another episode of the Bullish Drive Podcast. And if you joined us a couple weekends ago, you know that we dove into the realm of music, specifically opera, and we're actually diving back into that today. Today, we're, um, you know, we're going to look into the world of Christian music, exploring the vital role of community and faith in our journeys. And, and even my own path began in Christian rock bands uh, as far as the guitar goes. Um, I started guitar when I was in seventh grade. And, and, you know, I experienced firsthand the power of music to spread the message of faith through collaboration with like fellow musicians. I've learned how essential the right community is in pursuing God's calling, especially when it comes to music. It transcends language itself. Music is really one of those only types of media that you don't need any words, but you can be from anywhere in the world, hear the same thing and experience the same emotions maybe the same memories, or just feel the same thing. And that's why it's so important to make sure you're connected with God's calling when you're delivering worship music. And in this interview today, uh, we'll be joined by a member of the Maverick City Choir, which is an incredible group known for their passion and dedication to worship. And together we'll unpack the significance of having the right community around you and the beauty of following God's calling in your life. And we'll also discuss the mental performance skills needed to navigate the demands of being a musician on the road and pursuing your dreams and overcoming obstacles and and missed opportunities and auditions that didn't work out. And we're going to hear how many auditions it might take before you get your break or the mindset that it takes or even what can limit us so that we choose to miss an opportunity all while staying true to our faith. But before we jump in, let me take you back to the beginning of our journey where I met this remarkable choir member. And our collaboration on the worship team at Creative Church was a powerful experience, fueling our shared commitment to creating meaningful music for young individuals in our church, the young and creative. We we started in a in a small uh, room that used to be storage, now converted into a worship space where it was a bunch of us adults inviting and creating a space for junior hires and high schoolers to receive christ and i remember in those days there are 10 15 20 kids in that in that program and now thankfully you know with the grace of god it's grown to hundreds of high schoolers and junior hires now worshiping at at young creative and it's been an incredible journey and how powerful it is when you let god take the reins and you obediently follow through all the hardships, all the frustrations, and just having the right community around you to continue to motivate you, inspire you to keep moving forward even when you don't want to. And today we're excited to share the insights and lessons learned, and we hope this conversation will inspire and resonate with all of you who may be on a similar journey of pursuing your musical wants, your musical passions, and just obediently following God's calling for you. So I'm excited to get ready and explore this intertwining world of music, faith, community, mental performance. And so let's dive in. I'm super stoked to bring on Callie with the K. Known Callie for a little bit of time. Um, and she's just an incredible singer. I want her to come on. I think she has some great stuff to add to this conversation. So Callie, welcome to the show. Yeah, cool. Musically, I started singing 
around age 15-ish, that's when I kind of started to notice that I actually have somewhat of a decent, like, tone and voice. Um, and since then, I've been, like, singing hooks for rappers and other, um, or joining in and doing, like, duets with other singers. Uh, and then... I ended up going to college for music business at uh, McNally Smith College of Music, which is no longer a thing and that breaks my heart, but Sad. it was the most incredible experience as far as like college goes for me. It was, I, I couldn't have gone to a better place to uh, learn and meet new people. And so really grateful for that. Uh, after college is kind of, or my last year of college is when I, actually got saved and started leading worship. Uh, that was completely new to me because I remember going to church younger and being like, why are these people raising their hands? <laughs> it's so weird. And I actually like lead, that's basically what I do now musically is lead worship. Um, we had the Maverick City experience, which we'll I'm sure get into that. And that's exciting and fun. That was probably my most, outside of giving birth to my children, that was probably like my greatest highlight of my life was yeah. getting to be a part of the Maverick City Gospel Choir. Um, and so that was kind of a last summer thing. Still a part of the choir. Um, they haven't really released anything new as of yet, you know, as to when the choir is going to be um, coming out again and helping them out. But uh, now I currently teach music at uh, my old high school, which is really cool. It's like what? a full circle moment. I know. And so I teach music there and it's been, it was my first year teaching. So it was a challenge and, um, but beautiful at the same time. I learned a lot and I got to build some really amazing relationships in that too. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. I love that it come full circle. Now you get to pour in your own passion into like I next know. generation. Like, I know. So it's cool. incredible. Yeah. So, so a lot of times people use music um, as a coping skill or a way to like calm down. Now on your side, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it's also kind of your profession. So how do you balance uh, that aspect from fighting? Now it's work. Now it's uh, my coping skill, like how do you balance that? And what does that look like as a professional musician? Yeah, I mean, I think once I understood, when it comes to worship, in a sense, I try to not look of it, like look at it like, oh, it's a performance. Mm -hmm. um, only because I think I made that mistake in the beginning when I started to coming from you know, performing with rappers and in the R&B kind of genre of the performance side to leading worship, I think I was hit pretty quick. Like, why am I not getting anything? Like, what am I, why, why am I not feeling what everybody else is like talking about? I'm not like matching up. And I think once I understood that worship isn't really performing necessarily it's more of like it's a performance but it's to an audience of one not mm, that's good everybody else you know so it's like this is a performance but to god and mm -hmm. everybody else is just there to do the same thing now doing the whole maverick city thing that was kind of 
where I was like, wait, okay, but I have to perform now. I have to remember like <laughs> where my hands are going and um, <laughs> kind of all that. So just for me, I know obviously music is my entire life and it's I've been using music to cope pretty much my entire life ever since I could understand lyrics and melody and what all of that is. Um, it's really just a when I need it, like when I feel like I need to cope or, you know, let out a good cry, I will turn on the saddest song that I feel like <laughs> it will get it out of me and that instantly makes me feel better. I'm a huge lyric person, so I always try to pull songs that I can relate to and whatever it's, whatever season I'm going through or whatever the case may be, I just like to find those songs to really tap into my emotion to like bring it out um and when it comes to the performance side uh honestly it makes me feel better if i'm for example like if i'm having a really tough week or something and i have to sing it always just makes me feel better like just mm. singing especially in worship like I feel like I lead worship best when I am going through hard times because it just gives me an opportunity to like pour out um, all of my emotions and feelings mm -hmm. into the song or the set. Whereas like, um, I don't know. I, I think like there's just, I don't know. There's just like a little difference between worship and then performing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now, now would, you, would you consider yourself pretty like naturally gifted when it comes to singing? Like, did you have to work really hard to get to where you're at? Cause by the way, Kelly has like a super dope voice. So it's just <laughs> modest about it. But do, did you always have that confidence behind your voice or how do you build that? Um, Honestly, no, I didn't. I, I think I've always like heard like, oh, she can kind of hold a somewhat of a good tone, but <laughs> the confidence I think came from the more I did it mm. and uh yeah i think every single time i do it i think i just get better and better every single time i will say being a part of maverick city um the gospel choir that helped me in my worship leading so like mm. this past year has been i think i've like come out of this shell as a worship leader mm -hmm. just based off of what i learned in that process and like where you know you have to like move around and there are certain things that you have to like think about when it comes to leading worship. And I know I say it's not a performance, but there are little mini things that do kind of come into there. So um, I also, I think, yeah, practice makes perfect, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like the more you do it, the better you're gonna get at it and the more comfortable you're gonna get, um, the more confident you'll feel and the more you'll know honestly mm. just when it comes to vocals and what that means so yeah yeah that, that's really good I, that's good i think about like my my own journey i i always got super super discouraged when i felt like i had failed at a performance or i failed at an audition or something like that um yeah so you you talk about just keep going and keep trying and keep going into that how did how does that build like what what part of your journey do you feel like really instilled that seed and allowed it to grow where you just have grit and you just keep pushing you know 
Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with just the passion itself. Mm. Um, and trying to, you said like stuff about auditions. Like I've auditioned before where I haven't made it, but I always have to like remind myself that when it comes to auditions, like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're not really, sometimes in my case, I felt like the places where I auditioned for like, I'll just say it, like American Idol or like <laughs> The Voice, okay? Like not everything is always as it seems like on social media mm -hmm. or um, on TV, like some things there's a production behind it. And mm -hmm. so I kind of always peace with that and knowing necessarily doesn't mean you're bad at what you do. It's just not exactly what they're looking for. And so that has always just given me a piece of like, okay, well, on to the next thing. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if not, then something else will come. So. That's and good. in my case, it did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he stuck with it. I'll, I'll, um, you know, Michael Jordan said that he missed 9,000 of his shots, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And so it, would you say you've you've had more successful auditions or were there more more failed or missed auditions than there were the ones that worked out for you? I would say there's more failed, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. More failed. Um, and I think a lot of that, like when I first started getting into be like being a singer and a vocalist, I, I had to like understand and I had to hold myself accountable or I had to ask people to like help me be held accountable because there were certain things that's like oh Callie there's this opportunity for you are you going to take it and I'd be like uh, right. I don't know like yes <laughs> I'm going to and then I would like back out last minute but uh yeah definitely a lot more failed successes that's good because good outweighs the bad in again in my case I feel like even though I've had more fails mm -hmm. the good like carries that and hmm. I'm at peace with that so I love that if, if you had to talk to uh, an aspiring singer who feels like that he or she has just had a string of failed auditions what would you tell them to to keep pushing for that one thing that's going to fill them keep singing literally keep keep going just don't stop whatever it is don't stop I'm actually just uh watching i don't know tiktok or something and it was talking about all of these like famous um artists and musicians that or successful people in the world that didn't even start until they were you know in their 30s or in mm. their late 30s or early 40s or actresses and all those people and i was like that is so good because i think when i was younger i always had this idea of like wow i'm 21 I'm Minnesota like what am I doing or I'm 23 now and now I have a kid and I'm still in Minnesota like what am I doing <laughs> um but you just gotta like keep pushing through it keep going keep singing never ever stop and what's meant to be for you will be for you and it'll be so amazing love that I love that so so hold up Minnesota yeah. wasn't your dream state to live in absolutely not oh man <laughs> I thought everyone was love, trying to get to Minnesota. <laughs> you know, I love the state. It's it's great. I could go without the winter or at least like mm. if winter was like 
a month or two, we could we could make it work. But it's so long that I'm like, no. Um, plus, I've always just wanted to be in California so I could be like Cali with a K, you know. Hey, <laughs> there it is. That explains it. <laughs> that's always been, no, that's always it. been my dream. <laughs> your dream. Yeah. You live in a state that sounds like your name with a different letter. I get yeah. it. That's a good Perfect. dream. That's a good dream. <laughs> so let's let's kind of shift back to Maverick City now. Um, so tell us about the journey of moving in. What kind of adjustments did you have to make? And what was that like being part of such a renownedly known choir in the music world? Yeah. Adjustments had to be made for sure. <laughs> um, even along the audition process, it was really challenging for me. So kind of a little backstory on why and how I got into it. Mm -hmm. um, I was asked by one of my worship leaders at my church to um, help lead like our first women's night worship. And we were gonna, you know, decide what songs we were gonna sing, who was singing them, etc. Kind of what the vibes were gonna be like. And so she came over and we were prepping and planning. And I was like, I just need to turn on some music, you know, set the, set the tone, try to get our brains working. And Maverick City comes on and I looked to her and I said, mark my words, I am going to sing with Maverick City one day. Like, yes. I don't know when, but one day I'm going to sing it. And that goes along the lines of never stop. You mm -hmm. know, I've been mm -hmm. told no so many times, but like, keep going, keep going. So I was like, I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. Probably a week later, this, my friend, she sends me um, the live recording of um, the Maverick City Gospel Choir Director. And he's like, oh, we're looking for a choir. We want to find a choir for each region in the state. So Midwest, West Coast, East Coast, and the South. And... <laughs> So she sends me this link and I'm watching it and I'm like, Ugh, kind of feeling that little anxious feeling of like, do I do it? Like, am I, do I have what it takes? Can I do this? Do I have the capacity? You know, at the time, I don't even think my youngest was one yet. Mm. And so I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Um, and so anyway, I just registered and then come to find out that when I got the notification that they were going to be doing auditions, uh, it was the same weekend as the women's conference was oh, no. and effort at church and it was in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so I, because I was not going to give up, mm -hmm. I said, we're going to make it work. And so that's what I did. Um, I think it was on the audition was on a Thursday and though the women's event was on a Friday, that Friday. So they were back to back. So I had to drive to Chicago from Minnesota on Wednesday night for my 8 a.m. audition on Thursday. I had to yeah. drive back Thursday. It was probably like afternoon or something. So I got back to Minnesota around like 11 o'clock. Then I had to be up on Friday to sing at church. Well, on my way home from Chicago, I got the notification that I made the choir. Yeah. And it's, I know it was so, I, James, I literally got out of my car on like Highway 94 and like did a little praise dance. It was great. And everybody probably thought I was crazy, but it was worth it. Our first rehearsal Saturday. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like this Saturday? <laughs> so it was, I had to do the, <laughs> the women's event on Friday. 
And then that Friday after church, I drove back to Chicago. So I made it to the rehearsal on Saturday. Absolutely 110% worth it. Um, it that, travel alone was an adjustment because I don't even think I've ever been in a car that long. So many times back and forth. Um, but another adjustment was just being around. It was an adjustment, but it was also like a blessing. Just being around so many amazing vocalists and musicians coming from so many different places of the midwest um the challenging part was there's some good, good vocalists on that in that <laughs> choir and <laughs> so there were times where i was like oh my god like even during the audition it was kind of like a uh they had you sing in like a choir so they would pick you out how am i supposed to sing with like all of these people that are so good and then i started to kind of get down on myself but nothing a little pretty it was just pretty about it and i was like lord just like use me like what happened will happen and mm -hmm. i'm okay with that and sure enough it was just it was incredible and amazing and everybody made me feel really special just the choir director he even said something he gave me like the best compliment somebody could give me he said i reminded him of a vocalist who i've been listening to for a really long time and i was like all right i'm set like my life has been made i think i've made it in this world <laughs> there it is um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but just just adjusting to travel and kind of how i've never been in a i mean i guess i've been in like I was in my college choir, but this was a completely different atmosphere. You know, we were getting ready to do shows in amphitheaters and like uh, big stadiums. Yeah. So in front of like 15,000 people and or more. And it's just the first show that was Detroit. Uh, and I was, I was extremely nervous, but like after the rush that I got from just being a part of it and having so much fun doing it the other shows that i did were like easy it was easy it was great yeah yeah it, it was, was natural because you were meant to be there right exactly exactly yeah yeah absolutely yeah. not now you had you were highlighted in a couple of songs weren't you like you were brought out like from the rest of the choir or you got to sing closer or what was that I remember seeing. So that was for each um, each show. They did like a little acoustic set, mm -hmm. and um, when we came to, so it was like we did this big set where we're all like shouting and jumping around and moving our arms and whipping our heads and all this stuff. <laughs> and then they would have one of those sets, and then they would have like an acoustic set where the choir stepped back and just like took a break hmm. and then we would come on for the third set um again jumping around and whatnot so for the saint paul show um because it was my hometown and like i had kind of you know i've talked to the choir director about it like um yeah i'm from saint paul and i'm so excited to be there so the day of the show he was like hey do you want to be a part of the acoustic set and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, first do. Um, and so that's why I got it was me and then a few other people I think I was the only one from St. Paul mm. if I can remember but um, 
No, there's two other more. There's two other more. Two other St. Paul people. But they, that was like the only show that they did was St. Paul. So, um, yeah, he just, I think because I was kind of showing up, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the shows aren't required. It's like, come to which ones you are able to do and mm-hmm. come join us. And so I think he just saw that, you know, I wanted to be there. And so I think that's, I guess, me. and that was incredible. Like, yeah. uh, walking out like on the Excel center and I could hear people like, from church like calling my name <laughs> and I was like that was like the greatest feeling ever like it was it was awesome Man, I can't even imagine being in a stadium that big and then still hearing your name being like oh my god cheered for like yeah, yeah. I've been like this is it I have I, it was TC, I'm going to name drop. It was TC and Brittany, and they just <laughs> made me feel so special. They were just, like, sitting right there, and I was like, oh, my dogs. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, man, I love so that. Cool. I love how in your story is just yeah. continuous you showing up. You know, you, you made the choice to push through mm-hmm. and keep coming and keep yeah. doing it. And I can't imagine that was easy. Um, you know, uh, with, with your daughters and, and just with the travel, like you said, um, what, how did you manage, how did you manage some of that, that time, that anxiety and, uh, just, just traveling with them? Yeah. Um, I honestly, I have to give it all out to my support system. I have the best support system probably in the entire world. Um, they are between my like my best friends and my family. Um, I didn't, I never once felt like I was worried about my kids or like anything like that. They were like, go do it. They were encouraging. So I think like finding people, finding your people that you feel comfortable with, safe with, that you trust to help build you up. Having a support system is probably a key ingredient to having like healthy mental when it comes to performance and so good. all that stuff um yeah and so just and it doesn't I know like a lot of people or a lot of my students like I always think about when I say support system because not everybody has that you know mm. not everybody is offered or not everybody gets the incredible family that I have or the incredible friends that I do and That's they so helped good. me with my stress and anxiety about traveling and just being a part of the group and honestly the most important thing for me was just my relationship with God and Mm. trying to not lose sight and focus of that and like not to get wrapped up in the big lights and the big stage and the popular people Mm. um so having a relationship with God is also what continues to help me and push me to the finish line. I love that. I love that. Oh man. Yeah. You, you said, you said such gold nuggets in there just with your support system and finding your people. And I I was just going to ask like, what about those that feel like they don't have the support systems, but, uh, you answered it already. So thank you for doing that. Made my job easy. (laughs) Um, as, as we're coming kind of down to uh, the end, um, what would you say should be some 
key pieces that kind of to the lasting comments for aspiring musicians who want to do what you do and go where you've been so you mentioned support systems um you mentioned god is there anything else in those that you feel like are a necessity like they're non-negotiable for being able to be happy doing this taking care of your body taking care of your health and Mm -hmm. like you know mental health matters um honestly like even as far as like vocalist goes like there are certain things that like when i did have like shows there are certain things that i wouldn't eat or drink because i know that like it could affect my vocals so like just being mindful of what you're putting into your body you want to make sure that you're well taken care of that you can be the best version of yourself um when it comes to like performing and then yes god yes support system yes and just have fun. I love that. Thank you so much, Callie, for being on here. Like, I so appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bullish Drive podcast. If you want to learn more, check us out at www.bullishdrive.com. And always remember, it starts with you and your destiny is waiting. Peace.